today we're going to be talking about of all the things that are going on and is as fast-paced as even the church world is, how to receive a Sabbath rest. Many of us are tired. Many of us have gone on vacation and come back and we're tired. And we're like, what is it? What, what needs to change? What needs to transition? How can I hear from the Lord in a way that I really receive a rest, even when I'm working, that I'm working in a restful spirit, not a spirit that's under pressure, not a spirit that is, is under the curse of the world, if you will, the speed of the world, spinning it faster and faster. But how do I receive a rest even when I work? And you, you receive a Sabbath rest by first receiving a Sabbath heart. If you would please stand for the reading of the Scripture this morning. Join me in a word of prayer. Father God, as we read this Scripture, I pray, Father, that we don't just read Your Word, but most importantly, Lord, that Your Word would read us. Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want... He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. You may be seated. I love this. I uh, I just <clears throat> I, I, I was just looking down here. I saw Ashlyn, and it made me think something. Uh, Ashlyn, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but uh, this little family was just baptized. She was at the house here about... A year ago, she's also a heck of a volleyball player and was with my daughter behind the house in the canyons, falls off the canyon some way and breaks both arms. So we love this family. We just want you to know. I mean, we embrace y'all. Thank you for not suing us. Uh, there's all kinds of things that will try to take the peace of God away from us, right? Circumstances, situations. The interesting thing that David penned here, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. The shepherd was the provider. He was the one who would lead the sheep to greener pastures. He was the one that would lead them to waters. And David says, all these things that have happened to me in my life, of all the things I've done, all my provision and everything that I have comes from one, and that is the Lord. And so he starts the 23rd Psalm with the Lord. The Lord is all this to me. Regardless of all the death that surrounds me, regardless of, of all the things that have happened in my life, from Goliath to, to, uh, having to, to hide in the caves of Agilum, of all these things, the Lord, the Lord. See, we get wrapped up in all the things that happen and all the, the speeds and the activities of life. But I'm telling you something. If we'll just stop each morning and say, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord is mine. He is my shepherd. See, King David, when he penned these words, the Lord is my shepherd. It's, it's amazing to me. He says, I shall not be in want. In other words, I don't want, I don't need for anything else other than the Lord. I don't need a vacation. I don't need some, some recreational activity. I just need the Lord. 
And, and the Lord is, is all that I want. He is everything that I have. David, when he penned these, these words, he probably penned them in the dark to some degree. Because David at this time was in the cave of Agilom. There were several caves in the caves of Agilom. And it's usually where the, the thieves and those who uh, were thugs, if you will, they would run to these caves. They would hide in these caves. The caves were not a safe place anyway. And yet David would find himself in these caves. And, and he was pinned and he was pressed there from a large army, King Saul. And King Saul's army had every type of equipment to take David out. David just had a handful of soldiers at this time. So he's hiding out in there. And it's amazing to me, chaos is all around him. The enemy just waits for him to step out in the light just far enough to take his life. And yet David said, the Lord, he's my shepherd. I shall not be in one. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Watch this. He says, he restoreth my soul. All this chaos, all this activity, everything that's happening, I don't even have a bed to rest in, but I don't need it. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he restores my soul. You know, the rabbis state it this way. They say, more than Israel kept the Sabbath, the Sabbath kept Israel. You got to hear that, church, because Jesus said the same thing, and I'll prove it in just a moment. But more than, 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 than people <clears throat> keeping the Sabbath, the Sabbath, the Sabbath's heart, a Sabbath's rest keeps God's people. Jesus stated in Mark 2, he said, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And a lot of people think Jesus is criticizing the Sabbath here. He's not going to criticize one of the 10 people. He, he is God. All right. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. What is he talking about here? We've got to have a Sabbath heart. There's something important about the Sabbath more than we keep the Sabbath. The Sabbath keeps us. Have you ever been with someone when chaos is falling, falling down all around them? And this person just steps in and all of a sudden there's peace. And you're like, what is it with them? Years ago, I, I remember I was just a kid. I was probably eight years old and I was watching a movie on the Holocaust, which I don't recommend that for eight year olds to watch. I don't even know why I was watching it. My sisters were watching it and I just happened to be in there and I was like, Oh my goodness, this really happened. <clears throat> and it showed this war. And as the war was going on, there was this, the, these bombs, there were these bombs that were just hitting everywhere. And the glass in this building that the people were in was just being shattered. And this sergeant stood up and he said, listen to me. And very few would listen to him because of all the chaos that was happening. But he spoke peace and he said, this is what you need to do. And something stuck with me and I said, I want to be that man someday. When everything else is falling around, I want to be the voice of wisdom. But we'll never be that on our own outside of a relationship from the Lord. And this is why David said, even though I'm in battle, I'm in war, he could have taken King Saul out two or three different times that we know of. He said, who am I to kill or to take out one of God's anointed? I'm pressed in here. I could end this today, but I'm not going to do it under my own strength. 
because it's the Lord, it's because of Him I am who I am. But we could just get a hold of this. You see, more than Israel kept the Sabbath, the Sabbath kept Israel. Maybe the question that needs to be asked to each one of us today is simply this, who's keeping you? Whose time are you on? Where are you spending your life? Because the truth is, life as we know it is limited. Time is not necessarily on our side unless we're in God, unless we too say, the Lord is my shepherd. That's an eternal statement, church. So many times our lives are just one big balancing act. Y'all remember the cat in the hat? You may never have read your Bible, but you read Dr. Seuss, right? And then you remember the pictures. I still remember the pictures, you know. They got balancing everything, the cat, and he's holding everything, saying, look at me, I can do more than that. That's how we live our life. Lover boy said everybody's working for the weekend. And that's what some of us are doing. Because we're thinking a Sabbath rest is going to happen in the weekend, so I just got to get to the weekend. You know, you get back from a vacation, you find yourself worn out needing a vacation. We don't understand what a Sabbath rest is, much less a Sabbath heart. Let me show you some pics from, from our vacation real quick. Very quickly here. All right, that's Alice, first fish she ever caught. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, that's Hadley. That's the same fish. I'm just kidding. She, she has caught it. That's Wade. He's doing some fly fishing. I don't have any fish to show. Okay, let's go to the next one. I can't see it from here. That's Bethany. That's Bethany. She got a fish. Inside. Now, Emma, that's her fish. That was an 18-inch in the river. Uh, we caught that out of West Fork. Um, took her one day. That's, uh, that's all the kids right there. I got a litter of them. <clears throat> There's some dark-headed ones in there as well. Uh, you know what? That's the Piedra River. And something about the Piedra, that is a tough hike to get there. But they catch uh, anywhere from 28 to 32-inch browns out of there. I'd like to show you a picture of mine, but I don't want to. Let's go to the next picture. <laughs> okay. This is our welcome back to Texas. That, I took that in my pickup as we crossed the Texas state line. <coughs> in the next picture. That is driving through Bushland with a trailer on behind my pickup as we returned to Texas. And you look at that, <coughs> and you just want to make a U-turn <laughs> and head back. How can we get a Sabbath rest? Did I put any more pictures on there? Okay, I thought that was all of them. Thank you. How can we have a Sabbath rest living in West Texas? I mean, it's raw here, it's dirty here, wind blows here, it's hot here. And we have all these complaints, and yet when I look at where David was when he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, he wasn't asking for Colorado. Now, I have to say he never saw it either, but still. He wasn't looking there, was he? See, we work hard in order to get our time off, if you will. So many of us have exchanged today have exchanged the Lord's day for my day off. And that's why we never experience a Sabbath rest. There's something that happens when you come to church, church. 
There's something that happens when you prioritize a day for the Lord. And I'm going to show you what it is here in just a moment. There's a reason why when you sleep in on Sunday mornings and you don't make church on Sunday mornings, that you feel like something has been missed or messed up in my day. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about because I've done it. I remember even in the military, if I missed church on Sunday, something was wrong. And some of you fundamentalists may say, well, Saturday's the Sabbath. Okay. What do you want from me? <laughs> right? I mean, Sunday came along as the church says the first day of the week in order for our weekly, for our weekly witness. The first day, the first fruits would be given to the Lord. And you're going to see where this becomes very important in who we are, how it develops us. But so many of us, we don't even know how to start our days with the Lord. Not before our monster. Not before our bank. Not before our five-hour energy drink, our coffee, our caffeine, our nicotine. Maybe throw in a little cholesterol and stress. Right? Our blood's getting thicker and we don't even recognize it. See, we usually get a couple days off, but we're not really rested through those two days or whatever you receive as getting off. The Bible does not say if you hurry, you can catch up with God. It doesn't say if you speed up, you'll catch up with God. It does say be still and know that I am God. Those words in the Hebrew, of course, all languages just about are so much more rich than the English language, but you'll find it, it, it actually says it this way, cease your striving. Stop it. Slow down. Jesus did not say, join up with me and I will work you 18 hours per day. Sometimes I think that's what he said. I've lived my life believing. You know, I used to post a 60-hour work week when I was at Wolforth on the outside of my door as a pastor. Weddings were not included in that. Funerals aren't included in that. Conversations not weren't included in that. Because this is these are this, I just felt like I was going to please God. Because I felt like pleasing God happened through the pleasing of man. And if you do that, people will never give you a Sabbath rest. You know, one of the things that happened when we were in Colorado, <clears throat> we're going down, we're on these four-wheelers. And we had to be careful because Bill was with us, but we're on these four-wheelers. <clears throat> we're coming down East Fork and stop at a, at a real pretty fishing hole, and there's some guys down there fishing. And I start noticing this guy starts walking up towards me, and I realize it's Craig Albrock. If you know Craig, he's another pastor downtown, Right? And he he say, Curtis, you know, we give each other. I stepped in the hole, actually, and fell. But then we gave each other a hug. That's what happens when you get old. I said, Craig, what are you doing up here? Nobody knows about my fishing holes up here. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know about them. He said, the boy's down there catching fish. He said, I'm on sabbatical, man. I'm just hanging out. I said, what do you mean sabbatical? He's like, I said, a week, two weeks. He's like, no, a couple months. I don't know how long it take. So when I disappear next week, Goes from vacation to sabbatical, okay? 
Here's the cool thing. One thing I know about Craig is he has the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. I really do love that man. I, I, I've, I've learned from him over the years. Martin Luther said this. He said, the maid who is sweeping her kitchen is doing the will of God just as much as the monk who prays and continues to pray. Not because of the hymn that she sings, because God loves clean floors. And if you, if you research that, it sounds like it doesn't make any sense. But what he's saying is we can actually exhibit a Sabbath rest in our work when we have a Sabbath heart. Matthew eleven twenty eight is as true today as when Jesus spoke it. Come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy burdened, and you will find rest. Of all the things, I mean, we, we find a Savior. We find a Lord in Jesus. But have you ever found rest in Christ? Because what Jesus promises here is he said, if you'll come to me, if you'll come to my mountain, if you'll come to my place, John 14, he says, look, where I am, there you will be also. And I have gone to prepare a place for you. I've got a room prepared. I am prepared for you. The question remains, will you come to me? Because that's truly where our rest and who our rest is found in. We balance all these things in life and life races on. We work harder. We work smarter, attempting to get more, to have more, to go more. Eventually, we think we can fence time. Yet the faster the gears turn, the longer they turn, the more wear they show. You see, I'm showing a lot of wear. You know, I did a wedding last year for a couple out of Wolferth, and there was a lot of fam- there were a lot of families there that I hadn't seen in a long time. And one guy just followed me around continually and said, what happened to you? I was like, what are you talking about? He said, dude, I mean, you've aged like 30 years. What is it? Man, they eat you up over there. I said, no, it's not them. It's not them. It's, it's, I got bad skin, bro. <clears throat> and I told him if he didn't quit following me around and telling me that stuff, I'm still good on the inside. I'm going to tell you right now. <clears throat> but we've got to learn what a Sabbath heart is. A Sabbath heart is not time off. A Sabbath heart is not laziness. It's not laying around. There's something about a Sabbath heart. See, we've attempted to manufacture the Sabbath with things that we call leisure. Leisure is an attempt just to get away, to drop everything, to do something different, to go to the lake, the golf course, vacation, trips, travel. We work harder. We go more. We have allowed the world to tell us what the Sabbath is all about. But here's the truth. We all need a Sabbath rest. We can't experience a Sabbath rest until we get this thing known as a Sabbath heart. When Jews said the Sabbath was, or when Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man, what he's trying to say is there's a blessing here when you rest in the Lord. You see, when you understand what the Sabbath was, Any of you grow up singing the song from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same? And we used to have this little, you may be around a campfire. Okay, both of you remember that? Well, they're really explaining a a Jewish day. But on a Sabbath rest, a Sabbath rest would happen before the night. And of course, as the sun went down. Now, there's something different about a Sabbath rest and just rest. In a Sabbath rest, in a Jewish home, 
when they would get ready for the Sabbath, they would actually begin to explain to their children who their God was and who their God is and who their God is going to be. And so when their eyes would shut and everyone in the house, when their eyelids would shut and they would rest, they would rest very similar to what we just read in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in one. He makes me lie down. Sometimes I don't get to choose it. Sometimes he loves me so much he makes me. He says, you lie down. I'm going to give you rest for your soul. And see, in the Jewish homes, they would go to sleep before the Sabbath and they would think on God and they would dream of His goodness, of His mercies, of His graces, and they would dream about a future because their future was in God. And these children knew that. Today, the time and, and all the things in the world that's being stolen and we're trying to occupy it, we don't have time to tell our children about God before we rest. And sometimes that's because we don't even have a Sabbath heart because we're not even putting God in our heart, His Word in our heart. God wants so much more for us. You see, God loves us to work. Don't hear me wrong. And sometimes even Jesus worked on the Sabbath. He got in trouble for that. Understand all of that. But He's saying, basically He's saying there, as I'm doing the Lord's work. You know, I mean, the bridegroom is with you. We got to get busy right now, but there is a time of rest and there's a Sabbath heart that I carry with me. And Jesus himself said, come to me. Paul states a couple of times, if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. And yet Paul himself was a tent maker. Look, God loves workers and work is important, but can we work to a place of rest or can we rest in work? See, when our heart understands the importance of Jesus not just being Savior, but Jesus being Lord, then we get to a place of saying everything I do is for the Lord. And this is why the Apostle Paul would take it even further. And he said, hey, don't work as unto men, but work as unto the Lord. Then you'll start getting a Sabbath heart. You will hear from God and you'll be able to have a Sabbath heart. Sabbath heart comes from renewing our minds. Time has a very valid and specific importance for a Sabbath rest, and we have to learn to take time to renew our minds. A Sabbath heart will always go by Kairos time and never by Kronos other than the time that you set aside in Kronos time in order to uh, hear from the Lord. All right, because there's time ticking every time you read the scriptures. There's no doubt. And that's Kronos. That's chronological. Um, Kronos, the Greek God. You know anything about Kronos? The father of time, if you will. He really wasn't. He was a glutton. And he wanted more and more and more. Matter of fact, I think he's the one that, that ate. He's the one that ate his kids. Now, y'all might ought to check me on that. I don't know. But I know that he was a glutton and he was gorged. And I think that's what Kronos is because that's exactly what happens. We just think we can fence it. We think we can just get more and more of it. We think that if we work harder today, we won't have to work as much tomorrow. It's just ongoing. It's all consuming. 
But Kairos time, it's, you know, Kairos in scripture, that type of time, it's a gift, it's an opportunity, it's a season. That's Kairos time. That's what God wants us to be on his time. You see, it's not a time of leisure. Because leisure looks like this. If I'm, if I have working, if I have a working, if I work through lunch today, maybe I can get off early. I've got to troubleshoot, strategically plan, speed read. Oh my gosh. Mark off. I think I wrote this for me. Never mind. Let's go to the next thing. I've got to mark this off my to-do list. Uh, uh, this, this work, if I work just a little bit harder, I've got to balance more because the world would stop if I didn't. This makes us tired. We wear out. We eventually sleep. And when we sleep, we sleep, we sleep hard because the body's got to check out. Some of us think that lazy is a Sabbath. Well, you know what? On my Saturday, I was going to play video games all day. Did you know what? I, I'm going to tell you something, church. Come on, Bill. You're going to agree with this one. I'm going to tell you right now. I, on, on my interviews anymore for hiring, I'm going to ask if people play video games. Are you a gamer? I'm not saying you're wrong if you are, but I just know those things can consume way too much time, energy, and effort in the wrong direction. And then they can, they can make you think you're something you're not. You're not a great warrior just because you can push a button on TV. If you would, if that made a great warrior, I'd have been a great one, just turning it on and off. <clears throat> but some of us think lazy is having a Sabbath heart. I'm just going to be lazy today. No, is that putting God in front of you? Sabbath is like the Holy Spirit. If it is resisted, it backs off. If we replace it with something, so be it. It's our loss. Now, I hope you hear that statement. The Sabbath is like the Holy Spirit. If it is resisted, it backs off. If we replace it with something, so be it. It will always be our loss, not God's loss. See, working for leisure time puts us in charge, resisting Sabbath and manufacturing an imitation of substitution that just simply eats us up. But it depends upon me. Pride will always be in the way of God. And he opposes anything that looks to exchange his position in our life with it, whatever it is. Be careful with substitutes. On top of a cheap substitute, it will always be in opposition to God. God is for hard work, but he wants us to work hard with a Sabbath heart. So a Sabbath rest, let's wrap this up. Sabbath is understanding with our minds that our lifetime assets are all gifts from him. The question is not what time is it. The question's the question becomes, what can I do with this time? How can I make the time that I have valuable in the eyes of God? How can I put God in charge of my time, my energy, my effort, my belongings? It's okay to have things, but it's not okay for things to have you. And so having a Sabbath heart understands these things. Sometimes you've got to sequester for God's purpose. Sequester is a big, big term for a man that was raised outside of Bago Park. I'm still learning it. But sequester means you've got to isolate yourself. And listen to me, church. You've got to isolate your family from the things that would steal. I've been asked many times, why do you load up all your kids and go so far away so nobody else can have them? My goodness. 
My kids have been raised on a camper. <laughs> Literally. Couple, anyway, I better not say the rest. <clears throat> we sequester for God's purpose. The Jews on the Sabbath, you know, they would bring the family in. They would remind them who their God is and who He was, who He is, and what He's going to do for them. Family is together. They would go to sleep with God on their mind. The difference in this sleep is that it is God honoring. It enters them into rest, not worry, not waking up, but placing their entire faith in God. And when we are asleep, this is how we ought to be. Psalm 4610, be still, slow down, and know that I am God. Psalm 34, 8, taste and see that the Lord of God, that the Lord is good. Let me ask you, are you serving Jesus at your tables? Have your kids ever tasted him? They know what it means. Psalm 62, my soul finds rest in the, and, and I'm going to tell you something. If I could preach another sermon and follow this up, I'd go to Psalm 15. And maybe it's in Psalm 14 or 16, but it's in there somewhere. And, and David says this. He, he, he makes it plural, and this is how I know where it is. He said, my times are in your hand. I mean, he confesses all kinds of nonsense. I mean, he goes crazy. I know right in there somewhere. And I, I, this is, I know I'm going off script, but he says, my times, plural, are in your hand. Y'all can look that up. Jesus rested, Luke 5, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places, quiet places, and prayed. Luke 6, 12, one of those days, Jesus went to the mountainside to pray, and he spent the night praying. When morning came, watch, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them. But the big one I want us to see is Matthew 17. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. In other words, he sequestered these three men and said, I want to spend time with you. Because I'm about to show you what a Sabbath heart is about. You are about to experience my God. And they did. This is when they were going up on the mount of transfiguration. Church, I'm going to ask if you would please stand this morning. And I'm going to ask if the altar team would make their way forward this morning. If life has become too fast for you, if you're looking for life to slow down, can I say something? It won't. It, I've looked for that. Look, three out of my four now have vehicles. I thought, man, that's going to slow us down because now they can do all their own running. Now all I do is look at Life 360 and see where they are. It's crazy. But here's, here's the thing. The problem probably isn't the speed of life around you. The problem is, is whether or not you are being still and knowing that He is God. Because David had all kinds of stuff breaking out all around him. He's pressed as a prisoner in a cave. And he said, the Lord, he hadn't changed. Circumstances, situations in my life have changed all over. That's what David's saying. My God, he still makes me lie down. <laughs> he said, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. He didn't know if he was even going to live that day. But he said, surely, even if I do or I die, let me tell you something. Goodness and mercy are going to go with me because that's my God. 
He knew what it meant to be still in the midst of all this other nonsense and know and teach the Lord is my shepherd. Father God, I thank you for this, your church. Rise us up and send us out in Jesus' name. Amen.